Well, good morning. It is great to see you this morning. A happy new year. Happy new year to all of you. Trust that you've had a, a peaceful and restful Christmas. Uh, some of you, little youngsters in your family, may not have been that restful, but we trust you've had a wonderful time over this Christmas season. I wonder this morning, as we enter into New Year, how many of you have made New Year's resolutions? Uh, I know of one, one family or group of people who have made so many resolutions, I don't think I'm going to know them this year. They're going to be totally different people. I won't mention where they are, but they are members of my family, so <laughs> you can start to guess. I wonder how many resolutions you might have made, or you intend to make. Also, I wonder how many resolutions you've already broken. You know, we're only in the second day into the new year. Well, I've decided I, my New Year's resolution is not to make any New Year's resolutions because I only find I get disappointed so easily when I break them within the first few days. Today is the 2nd of January. We celebrate the, the dawning of, of a, a new year. And I wonder, as you enter into this year, uh, I wonder, do you enter into this new year in fear, in sadness, in regret, with doubts, I put all the bad things first, or in faith, in faith and expectation. Just to say this morning, I've just seen Angus and Rachel at the back. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Chang. It's their first week back having been married. Yes. <laughs> so for them, it's a year of expectation. It's a year of joy, I'm sure, that they're, they're looking forward to uh, in 2022. The beginning of last year, uh, people were, were kind of saying good riddance to 2020, weren't they? Good, good riddance to that year that had so many restrictions and caused us to be locked down for so many months in the year and not see family and friends and all that that entailed. All the regulations and the restrictions that we were faced with. But in the beginning of 2021, so many people were looking forward to a year without those restrictions, without all the regulations that COVID was going to bring. And yet, what happened? They were still there. They were still there. And so this year, at the beginning of, of 2022, there doesn't seem to be the same positivity about this year. Because as we enter into this year, um, we can have doubts about just how, how many restrictions we're going to have in this year. When can we return to normal, whatever normal is? What... We live in a time of great uncertainty, a time of wondering, is the government going to lock us down again? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Doubts that are still there due to COVID. And we do live in a time of great uncertainty. But as Spurgeon says, one thing we can be certain of as followers of Christ is that wherever Jesus may lead us, he goes before us. If we don't know where we're going, we do know with whom we go. We can be certain that whatever takes place this year, we know that God is with us and we know he, he knows what he's doing. He is in control. And one of the things that has been a source of encouragement over my Christian life over many years is the awareness that God is a God of newness, of new beginnings. We have new years, don't we? we have, this is the start of a new year. We have new months. We have new births. We have, we have new weeks, new days, new seasons. 
As I said, as Christians, we experience new birth. We're part of a new covenant. The old covenant has gone. God is a God of new. And when we became Christians, we became new creations in Christ. Not, and I was thinking about this, we became new creations. God didn't just add a bit of spirituality onto our lives and say, okay, now you're saved, and I'll just give you a little bit of spirituality. No, he made us new creations in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. And the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 13, Isaiah chapter, sorry, chapter 43, verses 18 to 19, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Now, of course, the prof this prophecy in Isaiah is speaking of the deliverance of God's people who are currently in exile and captive in Babylon. But this prophecy also points forward to even a more greater significance, a significance that affects our lives today, the significance of all those who put their trust and their faith in Jesus Christ will be delivered from their sin, from the bondage of sin. The event that we've just been celebrating, Christmas, the coming of God, the very coming of God, we sang this morning, Emmanuel, God with us. He came in the person of his son. And he came, as the angels announced, as a saviour. He did many things, but he came as a saviour to bring about the deliverance of sinners from the punishment of their sins. And this morning, we're recipients of that. And that is enough to, to make us leap, shout, and jump up for joy because of what he's done. This new thing that God was going to do for God's people in Babylon was going to be surpassed by an even greater deliverance that Christ would bring. That was prophesied 700 years before Jesus. 33 years after Jesus was born, he went to the cross. And through his work on the cross, we can be delivered from the punishment of our sins. The greater event, this text speaks about deliverance of Babylon, but the greater event to come was the deliverance of people from their sins. But this text, I also believe, that reveals the heart of God to always be looking forward to new beginnings. At the beginning of a new year, we not only look forward, but we look back over the past year. And for most of the past year, most of us, the past year has probably been a mix of, as the uh, film says, the good, the bad and the ugly. It's probably a mix. Some stuff that's good. But our text also says, not only looking forward to new beginnings, but remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Now for the children that are listening in, nor consider the things of old, that's not referring to the old people. Okay, that's not what this text is. about the things that have taken place. And last year has been an extremely challenging year as a church family in a variety of ways, in a number of different ways. We've gone through unprecedented times. The COVID situation uh, has, has been unprecedented. When have we been locked down and restricted like this? We've not known this before. And it looks right now that 
That's going to be the case for a little bit longer. We're not free of that situation yet. We've been restricting in our fellowship. We've been distancing our seating. We're walking around as if we're about to rob a bank. You know, we've all got masks on. I don't know what the children think later when we come out of this, that those who've been born in this, this time. We're not being able to do the things that would enhance and encourage our fellowship together. Restricted in hugging and sharing with meals with each other. But I want to say this morning, and I speak for Matt as well, but in all of these situations that we've faced over the last year, you as a church have, have modelled and exemplified grace and patience. You've modelled understanding and responsiveness during these difficult times, for which Matt and I are truly grateful to God. Matt spoke a few weeks ago from Colossians 1 about when, when Paul writes saying about being strengthened with all power. What was that power for? According to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. And you folks have done that. Over this past year, you've done that. You have, you've modelled that. You've modelled those attributes. Whether it's through the challenges of COVID or the challenge of leadership changes. We want to thank you that through the trials, through the challenges that we faced over this past year, you have brought us, as Matt and myself particularly, uh, and others who are in leadership here, you've brought us great joy. And we want to thank God for that. Thank you for the evidence of, of grace that we've seen in your lives. Now earlier in this, this chapter, chapter 43, the prophet says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you walk through the fire, you should not be burned. And the flame should not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I believe over this past year, we've walked through some choppy waters. We've experienced the heat of the challenges that have faced us. We've known through these times, though, the presence of the Lord being with us, as the prophet prophesies here and saving us from harm. We have known God's grace, his sustaining grace, as we've walked through a very, very difficult year. And we thank God that during these times when all of us have probably been unsure of the future and where we might ask the question, what is going on? Our confidence and our peace has rested and been sustained in God. As the prophet says, the Holy One, our Saviour, who does all things according to his plans and purposes. The one thing we can be certain of this morning again is that he not only knows all things, but God plans all things, and he does all things well. So now as we enter into a new year, God grants us a new beginning and opens up to us as individuals and as a church new things. And as he does that, he says, do not dwell in the past. Don't let our past, individually and as a church family, hinder the future that God has in store for us. <coughs> Excuse me. In 2007, on December the 28th, in New York Times Square, the first Good Riddance Day was held. You probably know there is, a, on December the 28th, since 2007, there is a Good Riddance Day held in America 
as though the Americans would do. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> they have a good riddance day. And the idea of the good riddance day is all the things that have gone on in the past during that year. <clears throat> your hurts, your sins, the things you're disappointed with, your grudges, your regrets, all those things. You write them down on a piece of paper and you take them to Times Square and they have these big shredders and you put all these into the shredders and it's good riddance. Now, I'm not suggesting that we adopt this idea, but it is true that if we don't let go of our hurts, our mistakes, our sins, our grudges of the past, we will find it difficult to move forward. The wonderful good news that we have this morning is we don't need a shredder, but we have somewhere and someone to take all our hurts, our sins, our mistakes, our grudges to. We are always, always welcome at the throne of grace to bring these things to God and experience and receive God's grace and his forgiveness. I wonder as you stand on the threshold of a new year, as you look back over last year, what do you remember most? What's the thing that most comes to mind, just as I even say it now? What, what's entered into your mind? Is it, is it sins? Is it your mistakes? Is it regrets? Is it hurts? Or are you thinking more about God's grace? wonder what's going through your mind right now. Question I believe all of us is good to, to ask ourselves is perhaps over a week or over a month or over a year, what have I been thinking about? Have I been focused more on God's, on my sins or God's grace? God wants us to focus on his grace. Our sins will make us aware of God's grace. So we need to be aware of them. But for some of us this morning, there may be, so it's preparing this, thought there may be a serious sin that you've committed in 2021 or even before last year that you can't get out of your mind. Or maybe it's a regret that fills your thoughts. Something that you just cannot deal with. Every time somebody talks about sin, this thing comes into you. Every time somebody talks about regrets or perhaps new, new things going forward, these things come to your mind and cloud you, worry you, and cause you to perhaps even question your salvation. I read this, Spurgeon said this, There may be some sins of which a man cannot speak, but there is no sin which the blood of Christ cannot wash away. There is no, there may be sins. We may have sins that we would not want to speak about, that we would not want to say. But there is no sin too great that the blood of Jesus cannot wash away. God says he remembers our sins no more. So as we enter into a new year, don't let us dwell on our past sins. We shouldn't dwell on it. God doesn't. He says, I remember those sins no more. He doesn't say I forget them. He can't forget. He's God. But he says, I remember them no more. I choose not to bring them up. And that's how I believe God wants us to be with regard to our sins, that we don't keep bringing them up. It's a new year. 
It's a new day, a new beginning. T.S. Eliot wrote, every moment is a fresh beginning. And it's not only our past mistakes, our past failures, our past sins and experiences that we're not to dwell on, but also our past positives and successes. It is also true that if we just focus on our past blessings and successes, that can stunt our growth in God. We can so easily become satisfied with what God did yesterday that we become complacent and dulled to the challenge of the new year, the new month, the new week, a new day. And the challenge for some of us who are a little bit older than others is that we can look back on our experiences in God and make comparisons. And one of the dangers you're probably aware of, when you, when you look back and think about things in the past, we tend to do it um, romantically, if I use that term. It tends to be better than what it really was. And we could so romanticise the past and talk about the past and think there's so much better than it really was, that we, we stunt ourselves from moving forward because we stay back there, we stay thinking about those things. We came, and, and, and I know this is a danger for me. It's so easy to, to think about, oh, but in our day, in the day, back in the day, this happened and this happened and we had this. And it's a danger because you can become almost satisfied and complacent and not have that faith and that zeal and that expectancy to move forward in God. I wonder whether we could say this morning, as the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3, but one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to, that which, to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul experienced many wonderful things. He also experienced in very uh, difficult times. He was persecuted, he was punished, all sorts of things took place uh, in his life. But he said, forgetting that, forgetting that, I press on. And Paul was saying, don't dwell on what has gone before, whether it be negative or whether it be positive. Each and every day, God wants us to press on, to see a new beginning, see new fresh things, see that God is doing something new in our lives. And as a church, we enter into a new year very different from what we entered into in 2021. There will be change. There will be change in a variety of ways. In how we do things, that's because of regulations, perhaps because folks were no longer with us, and leadership changes that we've recently experienced. But in our uncertainty, we can be certain that what God has started amongst us, both individually and collectively, not what man has started, but what God has started, he will complete. And he will bring it to fruition, not for our glory, but for his glory. Forget the former things. Forgetting those things that are behind. See a new thing. A new thing God is doing and reaching 
wants us to reach forward to those things God has planned in advance for us. Paul reminds us here to press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. As we, as a church, press forward for that prize, we will make mistakes. We will sin. We will probably have further regrets, further hurts. But we will also experience God's blessing and encouragement. But let us not dwell on the past, but reach forward in faith for those things that are ahead. The one area that the scriptures do teach us to remember about the past, we find in Psalm 103. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love. That's what we're not to forget. Not forget his benefits. To not forget that once we were under God's condemnation for our sins. But now through Christ, through our new birth, all things are made new in him. The old is gone, the new has come. Our hope is not in the past but in the future. Our eyes rest not on world conditions to do with COVID, what the government does, the changes that we may face through government regulations, or the changes we face as a church family, but on Jesus Christ. Let us enter this new year as the writer of the Hebrews exhorts us to fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's pray. While we're in prayer, before I pray, there may be some of you this morning, in just a brief time of reflection, beware of sins, regrets, grudges, hurts, perhaps bitterness even, anxieties, God doesn't want you to take those into the new year. He doesn't want to take it to a new day. And if there's something that's come to your mind just as we're in this time, take them now to the throne of grace and receive God's grace and God's peace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your sustaining grace over this past year. We're reminded afresh it's grace that's brought us safe thus far and it's grace that will lead us on. Father, thank you that you are a God of new beginnings. You've created within us a new life in Jesus Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. Father, we pray this morning that we'll not live in the past for those things that have troubled us, sins, hurts, regrets, whatever it may be, or even just living in the good times that we may look back on our, in our lives over previous years. 
For Lord, as a church this morning, in faith, in faith, we will look forward to all that you have for us. Father, would you open our eyes to see what you have in store for us? And would we walk forward in confidence and in faith, in the sure and certain knowledge that whatever lies ahead of us, you will be with us. You go with us, you go before us. And that's our confidence that we have for this new year. So thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you, Lord, that you've saved us. You've set us upon the rock, Christ Jesus. And now, Lord, help us and encourage us and give us grace to go into this new year in faith. Lord, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.